Hey, everybody, and welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I think I'll settle on great, too. I think I'm good. I got me a little naps in. I'm feeling refreshed. Oh, I haven't. Oh, no, I did have a nap today. Okay. Yeah, it was a good nap as well. Okay, see, we both had naps. So today is a Jose episode where he will be discussing something or someone. So you want to tell us what we're talking about today? Today, we are continuing our discussion on Gabby Hanna. Really? Yes. I realized if I don't put this episode out now, I will never, ever, never, ever put it out. And yeah, now we're, we're bad time. at the part twos sometimes. Yeah. Well, no, actually, you're great at the part twos. I'm not good at part twos. Yeah, it's like I saw you like skip one. So I'm like, oh, I'll skip two. And next thing you know, we're going to have like 20 episodes before part two. So I'm like, I need to get this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, smart decision, I said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it is a perfect time since Gabby has resurfaced. In our first episode covering her, we discussed how Gabby Hanna was sort of the butt of the joke when it came to her online presence, her poetry, her music, and pretty much all around. Yeah. And despite of what the naysayers will say, I think I was more on the defense of Gabby for the simple fact that I felt bad for her. As an artist, I'm also sensitive about my shit, so I did it. I also sympathize with her mental health struggles, There is a reason I decided to split the episodes up, and that's simply because the first part was more sympathizing with her, and now the part, it gets much harder to defend her. Oh no, the flip of the coin. So dramatic. (laughs) I, I love that. So the main reason I chose not to do this in chronological order is because the timeline gets murky, and that's due to Gabby choosing to bring everything back up in 2021 with a series of videos called Confessions of a Washed Up YouTuber. And I think to Gabby, the purpose of this was to revive her career and look back at situations where, in her opinion, she was in the right. So the first episode, which she refers to as Chapters, was about Rice Gum breaking her phone. And, you know, that was an easy slam dunk for Gabby as a way to open this conversation about Gabby being wronged in the past. Uh And she also talked about the joke-stealing situation, but she likens it to how Pierce Morgan went on a date with Megan Markle and then became obsessed with her. She says the original person who called her out on the joke stealing was someone from her hometown, and that's why they called her out, which it doesn't really matter what this person's motives were because A, he wasn't the only person that called her out on the joke stealing, and B, she was stealing jokes. We can debate if it was intentional or not, but at the end of the day, she was stealing jokes. That's true. You can't excuse it. Yeah, so it's like... It doesn't matter if he was jealous of you, if he hated you, if he was in love with you. You're still in jokes. (laughs) So the next chapter was about Bianca Devins. If you remember from episode one, Bianca was the teenage girl that was murdered that Gabby unknowingly showed a picture of in one of her videos. And people called her out because they thought she was using the image of Bianca for views. Mm -hmm. I, I think we both kind of sided with Gabby, but this is where it's like, you know, stop bringing her up. You're dragging the family into this internet beef repeatedly. And in the series of Gabby pretty much demanding apologies of people she feels wronged her, I do think wronged or not, it's just, you know, she needs to stop bringing up Bianca. Yeah, this is the one part where it's like, girl, the, you were not, you you were wronged in the sense that it was a mistake and you apologized for it. But the constant 
you bringing it up and keep talking about it, it's more like, girl, I mean, there is an overall victim in this whole thing, and it's not you. I think we should just leave it alone. Yeah, I, yeah, that's very true. I feel like Gabby kind of views herself as the ultimate victim in that situation, and she's not. Mm-hmm. So she would move on talking about the makeup brushes and a later chapter, again, saying it was unfair that she was called out over the brushes and no one else was. And we got into more details about all this in our first episode about Gabby. I will say real quick, it's like so easy to take the route of, man, people keep telling me I- I'm getting tired of being called out and it's not fair I'm being called out. Nobody else is being called out. But it's one of those things where it's, if you're uh, everything's above board, it shouldn't matter. If you're being called out or not, you should be able to show the receipts and show that I'm not doing this or this isn't me. But what happens is people call your ass out and shit turns out to be true, with the exception of that Bianca thing. So it's like, girl, stop trying to scapegoat talking about everybody else is doing this and everybody else is doing that. Take accountability for what you're actually doing. That is perfect. That's my next line, Gabby. Does not take accountability for anything. And that would be the continuing trend for the rest of the chapters or episodes. I'm so glad I read your script before we got on. (laughs) If we did that, we would be amazing. I know. They'd be like, oh, my God, they're just really in sync. They pick up (laughs) one and off. You don't even fucking know. And the rest of the chapters aren't really doing her any favors. Chapter four is called Escape the Nightmare. It's about her time being in Escape the Night. And Escape the Night, to my understanding, is pretty much a bunch of YouTubers in a house and they're in costumes and doing improv, I guess. But it's some of it's also scripted and it's set in the 1920s. Pretty much that episode of The Office where they had to, you know, solve a puzzle. Of who- There's a murder in Savannah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I I didn't watch any of the episodes of Escape the Night, so I don't but, either. I just remember seeing it though. Band yeah, I heard of Escape the Night, but I don't know why. But I thought it was a band, but I guess it's not. No, no bullshit. That sounds like a pretty successful two thousands band to me. An emo band, yeah. Did you hear about that new song that uh, Escape the Night just dropped? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, that was before my YouTube day, so I don't, I didn't really hear about it. So Gabby talks about in this video that she was in season two of Escape the Night, and they begged her to come back for season four, which was like an all-star season. She shows most of her communication with Daniel Prada, Prada, Daniel Prada, but she was also friends with another producer on the show, Jerry Grosefa. Okay, I... I know that Joey name more than that Daniel name, but those both sound familiar to me. They, I feel like they're kind of like YouTube royalty, but I have no clue anything about them. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, probably still to this day, they're still pretty popular, but like the Gabby Hanna days is also when they were the most popular as well. Definitely remember that. Yeah, so it's been said that Gabby was a diva on set. And Joey said on one of Trisha Paytas's one of her canceled podcasts, that (laughs) one person made the set a nightmare, but he didn't say who. Uh. And Daniel answered in a QA and a about Gabby being problematic on set, but again, it's already covered ground. It's already something that Gabby herself had talked about by this point, but she is mad since she says she apologized to Joey and Daniel, and they accepted her apology. But was it true still? Was she the diva? Okay. 
was she the diva that everybody hated, but she brought like the views. So, okay. She did. She probably was wanted a lot for the next couple seasons or whatever. Or was she the diva that people couldn't stand and want her, wanted her out, but they didn't say that publicly. So she was playing it up saying, Oh girl, they love me. She was the diva who got sent home early because of her attitude. Oh, damn. So she really misrepresented. She didn't even get to stay that long. She got sent home early. <laughs> yeah. And in this video, she's saying there's reason behind that. And this is what we're going to get into. Oh, let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gabby says her behavior was caused by her having ADHD and not taking care of her mental health. And she says she was mad that she had to wait around set with nothing to do for hours she says that she told Daniel that she had strict dietary restrictions, but when she got to the set, there was absolutely nothing for her to eat. She also claims she had to wait around and she had nothing to eat and that affects her behavior. And she claims in season two, the dress she had to wear was very constricting, so much so that she couldn't even lift her arms. So in season four, she asked for a better fitting dress and her costume couldn't have specific medals because... It would make her break out in an allergic reaction. Well, that was not honored. She said, again, her clothing was ill-fitting and her jewelry was fake metal. And she broke out in an allergic reaction. She also says part of the waiting around was to be interviewed, but the crew just kept saying they would be with her and then never getting with her. And then she says that they told her agent that she wasn't going to interview. So her agent went to Gabby and said, you have to do interviews. And Gabby was just confused because she was ready to do interviews but no one came for her so some of that is like okay in this case if joey or daniel do not provide more information or do not say anything you they and you have okay so <laughs> let me tell you if you're telling me at face value what you just said i would hesitate to be more on gabby's side but i'm also of the mind of you're doing this with friends, so y'all have already broken that barrier of you, like, being friends. There is some sort of preferential treatment, I'm guessing, or whatever. Talk to your friends. Have a meeting yeah. with them. Or the, the people calling your agent, so-called, rope your agent into whoever they're talking with, and let's have a meeting about what's going on and why am I here if y'all not going to treat me right. So if, if if it's happening like Gabby says, then I'm like, okay, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Y'all are my friends. Y'all should be providing these things for me. But also as an adult who has restrictions and allergies and stuff like that, Gabby also has to advocate for herself or make the people who she pays for advocate for her to make sure that she has a safe environment on set too. So it's like two people can be responsible for a bad situation, but if they're doing Gabby like that, no, that's not right either. If that's how it's happening like that. I don't like that. Yeah. So Joey makes a response video saying, yes, him and Gabby were friends, but because of her behavior, they are no longer friends. And he says he never said her name, but he could have said so much more, but didn't. And he says waiting around set is just part of the job. Which, well, that is true. Not everybody can Can't do all your scenes at once. And he said the reason he chose to accept Gabby's apology on the Escape the Night set was because he wanted to just move past it and continue working without any problems and that he was scared of Gabby. And his video is a little under 20 minutes, but that was his input into it. Uh, here's Daniel's my thing, though. I hate when people be like, 
I could have said so much more. Well, I would feel like you should say some more. <laughs> what what was this video for if you're not going to address all the claims? I don't understand. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still confused. Okay, where Daniel does provide even more context. Ew. And his video is longer. It's over an hour. And he gets into more details about Gabby on the set. They was talking, talking. <laughs> and one thing that's funny about both videos is how much they praise Colleen Ballinger as a way to show the contrast between her and Gabby. <laughs> Saying Colleen was so professional and that she ha- just had her baby, was breastfeeding at the time, but she still managed to make it on set and was very pleasant. I mean, the thing is, is that Colleen Ballinger is terrible. She is the worst. Uh, she is a loser. Uh, she might even be a groomer. Uh, <laughs> but that bitch is a professional. Which so is you, I believe that she was professional, but that does not put you in high esteem years later. But I, I like that comparison. Yeah, like they just kept bringing her up. I was like, oh, that's. Uh, I wonder if they still stand by her. Yeah, it's one of those things where that is what we kind of do. It's like when we have a quote unquote bad person and we want to show them how real bad they are, we compare them to somebody who was a quote unquote angel to us. It's just so funny that their angel literally turned out to be a fucking trash bag. (laughs) So Daniel tells his side. He says Gabby didn't turn in the form that everyone else did. That you could ask for specific things. You can put dietary restrictions and you can put medical information on there. So she did not turn that in until the morning of filming while on set. Oh, she thought that shit was going to be received. Yeah. So there was no way they could have her specific requested food, but they did have food she could eat, which was chicken and veggies, but she was dissatisfied with that. Mm. Daniel claims that to appease Gabby, he went out every morning himself to grab Gabby's suitable food that she wanted, but she didn't even eat it. She ate the food that was already there. He also showed the trailers that they were waiting around in, and they were very nice. They had a bed and everything, and they had nicer trailers that season because it was the all-star season. Mm-hmm. He said, he I got receipts. <laughs> yeah, he, he claims Gabby constantly butted heads with other contestants, mainly Tana Mojo. And Gabby's clothes didn't fit because she missed her fittings. Even one they rescheduled were... They sent someone to Gabby's music studio to do the fitting, but Gabby didn't even show up there. With the jewelry situation, again, Gabby didn't fill out her form until the morning of while on set. And it didn't even matter since the jewelry was real sterling silver that Gabby could wear. So he doesn't know why she would have an allergic reaction. And she missed out on her call times because she had to go to the gym with her personal trainer. And about the interviews, her call time was changed by 10 to 15 minutes. And she called the assistant a dumb cunt and walked off. Mm. Rosanna Pansino, another YouTuber and contestant on the show, backs up these claims in a Twitter post. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) Rosanna don't play. She's another one that I don't really know, but she's kind of like YouTube royalty. Uh And this is one of the times that the facts and reality don't seem to matter to Gabby. Also, there were so many contestants with ADHD on there, so they weren't buying that excuse for her behavior. Mm. And like I said earlier, Gabby Hanna was killed off, and they used one of the makeup artists to stand in for her for promotional photos. (laughs) 
They could not stand her that bad. Says she cannot come back out here. Damn. I mean, I was going to say somebody could be backing up either side. So when you said Rosanna and then you say Rosanna, (laughs) it's like, yikes, that's not good. Also, I just kept thinking about the fact that some of the stuff is a hazard. So, yeah, the food and the metal stuff is like, yeah, they would have known not to get the... They would have known to have the stuff out for you or keep certain things away from you if if they known. So it does make sense that if she didn't turn in a paper. I also don't think like this is one of those huge Hollywood productions where if you were to turn in stuff late, yeah, it's going to take them a couple of days to get everything re-calibrated, uh, so to speak. Good save. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was going to say, honestly. <laughs> it's kind I don't of- know. I still, I don't know. I, I think both sides can be right. I think in this case, if, if they, if the receipts check out, Gabby could be more wrong, but I could just see that this is a bad case of friends shouldn't work with friends. Oh, shit. That, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I if there was any friendship, I think this kind of severed that tie. The public opinion definitely turned on Gabby at this point because she kind of had slam dunks with those first videos, uh-huh. even if she didn't present it in the best way possible. But now it's like, why did you bring this up? Because you've talked about it, but you haven't really gone into details about being a diva on set. And now people are not siding with you anymore. She ain't no diva. Still <laughs> funny. So my question, what do you think? You you are you believe who you believe in more? I be, I do not believe Gabby. I mm-hmm. definitely don't believe Gabby. I just because if like I feel like Gabby would go back and forth with that if there was true, if she had more proof. And I don't feel like other people on the cast would lie for her, you know, against her. And they made her go home early. Like there was no reason for her. yeah that's true like, if you're the only one who went early the seven was obviously wrong yeah tana mojo went home early as well but that was just because she already had a hard out like she had to be gone by a certain time so they already had planned that okay so moving on to chapter five chapter five was about trisha paytas gabby has had a long feud with trisha paytas statement from 2019 when she told trisha's former boyfriend Jason Nash, and David Dobrik, that Trisha had herpes, which was not true. Damn. It's we alleged. just saying that? Yes. True but or not? That's crazy. It is alleged that she heard the rumor from Shane Dawson, and she says she was just trying to warn Jason sh- since she was his friend. Fuck out of here. So in 2019, Trisha made a video called Why I Don't Trust Gabby Hanna, and it explains the herpes story and tells it's not true. And Gabby responds by posting screenshots of their messages saying she was just trying to warn a friend. In the most recent video, Gabby tries to say Trisha brought it to the public's attention, which she did. But Gabby also made a seven-minute video or a live on Instagram previous to that where she doesn't name Trisha. But she says, if you had a friend who was having sex with someone with herpes, would you warn them? And then she has like a poll on there so you can vote yes or no. So that's what made Trisha make a video because she knew it was about her. Mm-hmm. So hearing that, do, who do you think started this beef? <laughs> like if so, Gabby supposedly Gabby told this to 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 these people privately. 
but Trisha aired it out publicly. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it started with Gabby on an Instagram live, but she didn't mention Trisha. Like, she said the situation, but did not say Trisha's name specifically. Mm. But Trisha knew she was talking about her, so she made a response video. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they both did, honestly, girl. Uh, (laughs) Gabby was being messy and running her mouth about something that was not her business about somebody else's relationship. That was a no-no. And that's, even if you're warning a friend, there's consequences to those actions. There are actual consequences to those actions if you're lying. So uh, Gabby's wrong on that effect, but she did it privately. Trisha uh, is wrong because this girl, check that girl in private. Why are you trying to spill your, your your business all out on the street if you don't want it in the street and it wasn't known? Handle that shit privately and check her ass privately. If you do it publicly, yeah, you might be trying to defend yourself, but you also are looking for attention. So then it's like, uh, I believe you, but also what are your motivations? These also are- to Gabby, what the fuck are your motivations? These are two people who can't handle anything privately. It seems like everything had to be responded online. And if Gabby really did, was concerned about Jason, why not just tell Jason? Why also tell David Dobrik? That's where it's I totally forgot about that part. That is true. Why are you running your mouth to other people who also have the influence to spread it to other people? Yeah. You was and just like, look, you know, was looking for a moment, bitch. You you wanted to talk shit about somebody. That didn't even, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, bitch. We know she told those two, but who else did she tell? Mm-hmm. So we also know Jason was trash too. So what the fuck did he tell Trisha? <laughs> <laughs> and from here it just divulges into a back and forth of Trisha saying Gabby is obsessed with her and wants to kill her. Gabby saying Trisha copied her music and wants to kill her. And they both fear for their lives. They both claim the other one is a gaslighter and a narcissist. Gabby claims her and Trisha were friends. Trisha says they were never friends. They knew each other a little from the blog squad and were cool, but not really friends. And she doesn't really even know Gabby. Well, then why did you tell my... Here's my thing. Girl, which one is it? Was I your friend who you betrayed for the other friend? Or are you lying to say that I'm your friend to make it look less bad? Yeah, because Gabby, is this how you treat your friends? Oh, it gets worse about how she treats her friends. Oh, shit. Everyone needs an arch enemy, and I feel like these two have each other. Trisha would later go on Gabby's podcast and would claim Gabby edited out to make it lean more into Gabby's favor. 2001, Gabby would also watch the videos Trisha had made about Gabby throughout the years in a way to debunk them, I guess. But she said it was her first time watching them. And if that's true, what has she been reacting to all these years? (laughs) Like, this has gone on for years. People just say that and hope that you don't remember or think, they hope that you don't remember all their antics or hope that you're dumb as fuck. Or even better, they hope you won't even mention it. I kind of believe that Gabby maybe didn't even watch them because honestly, they're just calling each other crazy and, you know, that shit crazy and they're obsessed with each other. You know what it is? Because people talk so much these bitches put out 50 minute videos every time they have a brush of a fucking hand. Yes. So what happens is um, I'm listening to the good stuff. I'm, I'm fast forwarding through your vlog bullshit and I'm listening for five minutes until I'm mentioned. And then I'm going to talk about that five minutes that I heard and that's it. And then years later, Gabby was like, huh, 
I was just spot reacting to all that bullshit, but I ain't never listened to these hour-long fucking videos. Maybe I should do that. And then she started listening to the whole thing. Let me see what she's saying. She might have a point. Yes. Because <laughs> I do I, I do believe, like you, that they were not listening or watching everything that the other one was saying, but they were reacting to short clips or short quotes that were being said or were being uh, talked about. Yeah, so it's a, just a bunch of finger pointing. So there's really not much to get into with that. So the next video Gabby would upload would be about former friend Jesse Smiles. And I think this was the last topic Gabby touched on. Again, she is looking for that apology, claiming Jesse was her abuser and that she ruined her reputation. So to understand the story, we need a little more info on Jesse. She was a Vine star turned YouTuber, just like Gabby. In 2013, she briefly dated another Vine star, Curtis Leopor. Leopor. Oh, the fucking terrible motherfucker. He's like, he was like outed to be like a cheater or racist or he was outed to be something. And we're about to get into that. Oh, shit. Shut up, Katrina. (laughs) So Curtis and Jesse started reacting to each other's Vines and fans shipped them together. They met up, and according to Distractify, so did 2,000 of their fans. And and Rolling Stones also says a bunch of their fans showed up because it was, you know, publicized. But they didn't give a number, so a big crowd turned up. So they date, it says in the Rolling Stones article, four days into what was supposed to be a a two-week-and-a-half trip, she broke up with them. She didn't feel anything. And they made videos and brands were going crazy. They were gaining followers, but she just felt it was not there. And it was just for like the hype of it. Yeah. So they separate. Jesse stays at a friend's house who was out of town because she's not home. She traveled to meet Curtis. And when making a video, she does a flip on a bed and she hits her head and tweets about it. She said she was feeling dizzy and Curtis reaches out saying, She might have a concussion and someone should look after her. And she agrees and they have dinner and then back to his place. And she's feeling nauseous and lightheaded. So she goes straight to bed and she wakes up to Curtis raping her. And she tells him to stop and pushes him off and runs to the restroom. She would then make him take her home where he would tell her that he was scared. And she would call a friend and her mom and they both urged to go to the hospital and file a police report. And she does. And Curtis would be arrested saying they had sex every day and thought she'd be okay with it. Curtis's mom had this to say, I know all the details and what he told me is what happens in every bedroom in America. He was lovingly waking her up. He did not rape her. So the fans don't really know what happened. But after he pleads guilty, which it got reduced to felony assault because he took a plea deal, TMZ does run an article and the story gets out. So Gabby in 2014, before her Vine fame, would put her opinion on Twitter saying she didn't believe Jesse because thousands of girls have tried raping her hometown. She would also retweet a Curtis tweet and wrote the lyrics, be rare, be rare, be rare of a woman with a broken heart. And oh, Gabby has Lord. denied these tweets, she, but she has also admitted to them. And she has also said they were about a friend she knew who was, who was falsely accused of rape, not Jesse and Curtis. Gabby and Jesse would meet a few months later, and Gabby would apologize for the tweets, and they became friends. Girl. Girl. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, like, Gabby is unhinged. I would have been in, 
never mind. Shut up, Katrina. It would have been a problem for me is what I'm saying. <laughs> it would have been a problem for me. To be so fucking, I don't know, heartless at this. I just, this is not your business. Once again, Gabby, this is not your business. So to put yourself in the middle of it and then to be so callous about it, whether you know right or wrong is crazy to me. And then to have the nerve, the same person that you were calling out and saying that they were a liar, essentially, and framing somebody for rape, you have the nerve to try to form a friendship with them later. Yeah. I, I guess Jesse is her own person, and she might have had her own reasons for deciding to befriend Gabby. And she might have been in a rough spot where she needed support and she needed friends. But Gabby is a fucking, like, like an emotional predator. Ugh. It's like she doesn't feel good about herself. And so she sees a situation in which she can involve herself and either pump herself up by looking like, like she's the all-knowing wizard or or she I don't even know what she's doing, but it's just one of those situations where obviously it's a cry for help and a big cry for attention. Like it's so, it's something that she needs help with, but she's doing it for attention. Yeah, I just she didn't know them. And so she doesn't really know any of the information. So why just say he didn't rape her? Like, you weren't there, Gabby. Like, only two people know what happened in that bedroom. And you weren't there. Exactly. Like, who the fuck are you? So in 2015, Jesse goes to a retreat and realizes that Gabby is a toxic friend. So they end their friendship. And Gabby claims that a mutual friend gave Curtis her number. And Curtis would FaceTime her. Curtis wanted to tell Gabby his side of the story. And this sometimes it's also it said a FaceTime, but sometimes it's also said that they met at a party and where Gabby was going to tell him off. But his story did match Jesse's. And this is another version where it was a FaceTime and then a meeting at a party. So they had a conversation where pretty much she sided with him. And Gabby claims from here that Curtis threatened to blackmail her because he recorded the FaceTime and edited together Gabby saying, I believe you, and Jesse is a liar. And if Gabby didn't make a public statement, Curtis would release the footage. Gabby would have three more interactions with Curtis because she was afraid of him blackmailing her if she didn't respond. Wait, hold on. So, okay. Is it both that he edited the video that she was on his side and she was on his side or he edited the video to say that she was on his side and she's saying she wasn't on his side. I'm she confused. says their story is pretty much the same, Jesse and Curtis's. And she listened to him because he's a human being and she, he deserved to have his side heard. But I don't that part. she doesn't outright say she believes him, but she says... That she hurt his side because he's a human being. I mean, honestly, it it honestly they're both trash. And I'm I'm gonna tell you why. Gabby is trash because this girl was your friend. You went out of your way to befriend this bitch after you went out of your way to put your nose in her fucking business. Y'all stop being friends. That's fine. Leave it alone. Her ex, in which, or not even her ex, this her fucking assault her rapist has reached out to you which is a manipulative move because who the fuck are you gabby 
You're not the fucking police. You're nobody. So why does he want you to be on his side? It's another way to humiliate Jesse and to show that I could I could touch anybody that you've ever talked to in your life. Anybody who's ever believed you, anybody who's ever been your friend, I could pull them to my side after you leave them and, and turn them on you, which is crazy because that just shows you what type of person he is. But Gabby, I just don't understand her. Like, I, yeah, if you're being blackmailed, that's wrong. Curtis is a piece of shit 350 times over. But also the fact that you entered. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so upset. I'm talking with my hands a lot. <laughs> you you entertained him. Why? For what purpose did that? What what purpose did hearing out Curtis add to your life? He's a human being. That sounds like you also trying to justify yourself before something comes out because it doesn't matter. Curtis is not even your friend. So the fact that you hadn't heard his side all this time, why would you decide to hear him out after you and Jesse are not friends anymore? Is it a way to get back at Jesse too? Are are y'all two two fold ass bitches? Curtis and uh, Gabby? I just don't understand it. Curtis's side is a little different. Jesse has screenshots that she released that is between Curtis and an unknown person. So it might be like a mutual friend, but I don't, it doesn't say who it's from. In it, Curtis says that he didn't know why Gabby and Jesse fell out, but Gabby FaceTimed him saying she felt sorry for him and felt like Jesse was lying. He also claims that Gabby hit him up to make content, but he never did. And he did record the video, but just for his protection, and he never planned to put it out there. So it's... It's like, who do you believe at this point? Because- it, I don't know because Curtis's okay. So <laughs> Gabby's side points to her and Curtis being big pieces of shit. And Curtis's story, if you take away this this uh the rape, it just shows Gabby as being a big piece of shit, a big vindictive piece of shit. Curtis does say in those messages that um he did tell Gabby if she felt that way, she should go public with it. But he's glad that she did it. I, I honestly think somewhere in between both of their stories lies the truth. Honestly, I think I can't see a story where Curtis is not partially responsible for anything, especially seeing how he is the origin of all this happening. So it's hard for me to think, oh, it's 100% on Gabby. But also, I do think that Gabby was being vindictive because I do not understand you hearing out your ex-friend's rapist at all under no circumstance circumstances whatsoever gabby also reached out to another of jesse's ex to talk about jesse and oh you know this event and gabby suggested having sex but they did not gabby and jesse would argue because she said jesse was telling people that she had sex with her ex and she didn't but if she wanted to she could put put gabby in the bin i ain't trying to hear that that's crazy now now it's it's like solidified you were mad about this friendship of yours ending with Jesse and you just went scorched earth and you were just talking to any and everybody about this girl. Yeah. And then you mad rumors are starting. Bitch, you asked if y'all was going to fuck. <laughs> yeah. that That's what makes me think that Gabby is the one who reached out to Curtis just because she reached out to another ex. Like she's trying. That's crazy. Yeah. Jesse to all these exes. I don't know, man. Gabby. I don't know. Something's going on. Jesse and Gabby would make story time videos about each other without naming each other about some of their fights. So most of this is being 
behind the scenes until 2019 when a, a Twitter user would say, Gabby Hanna chose a rapist over her prep. And Gabby would message this user, who's just a fan of Jesse Smiles, and say that she never made the post, you know, defending Curtis. And Jesse started that lie and manipulated people to believe it. And she got the user to post a public apology. After thinking it through, the Twitter user realized she had been played and sent the messages to Jesse, who responded in a video called, Gabby Hannah needs to be stopped. Gabby would respond months later in a video saying her and Jesse were on friendly terms before the video, so she didn't understand where it was coming from. Again, denying the tweets and saying that she was not a rape apologist and she wasn't even friends with Jesse back in 2014. Which is true, they weren't friends, but she seems to focus more on that than the actual tweets. Yeah, girl, what you, you, you want to prove what you didn't do, but you don't want to talk about what you did do. May 2020, Jesse asked Gabby if they can have a phone call, and Gabby said she wasn't in the right mental headspace. May 14th, she talks more positive about Jesse, but then later that month, she says Jesse and her friends have been spreading lies about her online for six years. This is when Gabby starts referring to Jesse as her abuser and calling her a high school bully, and that she was the subject of a hate campaign to ruin her reputation. So, the choice to call a woman who just suffered sexual assault an abuser. Yes, it's a choice, and it's a very calculated choice. And remember, this is the Gabby I need an apology tour. So she's expecting an apology. Oh, yeah. This is when she's airing out all her grievances. Yes. Oh, so God. There is a three-hour conversation that has been leaked in its entirety now, where Gabby says she was close to killing herself from being called a rape apologist every day. And she's going to keep talking about it because Jesse ruined her reputation and she might sue Jesse. Gabby also says she has a bunch of info and messages that would hurt Jesse and is prepared to release two episodes over if Jesse does not apologize about her 2019 video and sign an NDA where Jesse can't talk about Gabby. But Gabby would not sign one because she has to clear up her name. Um, girl, y'all are both doing... I just, I just can't with Gabby at all. I just can't find it to be... to be sorry for... The trouble she literally heaped on her own plate. She I did. Can't. She brought all this to the surface. And then you want to be defiant and you want to be disgusting and you want to bait others and, and, and throw rocks and hide your hands and get upset when people talk about your ass like you deserve to be talked about. I I mean, it's, it's hard to feel sympathy despite her troubles because she exacerbates the trouble she gets into. You can't it'd be about different if things people if 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 people started picking on her and just went out of her went at her for outrageous reasons that didn't make sense or things that she could not control. But the fact is, all of this is orchestrated by Gabby. This is her chaos, and then she's upset that she's in the middle of chaos. I didn't bring. I didn't include this just because to for time reasons. But there was an incident where. It, someone was playing like Smasher Pass in a video and they asked them Gabby Hanna and they just said pass. That's all they said. And Gabby Hanna would like meet them at a party and like just start yelling at them, like, you know, just insulting them because they said pass about her. See, and then that's when I become a bitch and I just I'm going to talk about your whole I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about you from head to toe. Leave me alone. I was trying not to be disrespectful, so now I gotta be disrespectful because obviously ain't nobody ever told you to your face 
why nobody wants to be around your ass. So I feel like I got to be the person who opens up the floodgates. Yeah. That will piss me off. That's why I mean, <laughs> they say don't go low, but it is hard because I cannot stand when somebody thinks they got one over on you. Oh, it burns me up. Burns my biscuits. Turn it on <laughs> 350. Uh, pisses me off. So I would have told her about herself, especially with a girl. Stop being so insecure that you're looking for reasons to uh, have a problem. A pass is nothing. Now, if they would have passed and then dissected all your features and all that and why you're a terrible person, why you look ugly and all that, then I get it. But shit, everybody ain't everybody's type. And even if you were, she she had problems. Somebody said smash. You can't objectify me that way. <laughs> There is another person, I forget his name, but he was a content creator as well. And all he did was like a tweet that said something about Gabby Hanna in a negative way. And she DM'd him saying that she demands a public apology and like de- unlike the tweet. Like, public apology, my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and in this, in the call, Gabby does admit she tweeted out those tweets, which is crazy because no one can find the screenshots, but everyone knows that they existed of her talking about Jesse smiles you know white talking about the, yeah the rape she jesse would stay on these people now you can't find them pictures yeah there no one like could prove the pictures even i think it was in the rolling stones article i read that they said that they could not find the pictures so jesse would end up blocking gabby and released an edited down version of the call and Gabby would continue to make videos and release the full three hours which it didn't really add anything because they just add, argue in circles Mm-hmm. And then she brings it up again in this Confessions of a Washed Up YouTuber series where she demands an apology, but receives a lot of backlash, causing her to put the series on pause. And Because nobody was fucking with that. No, also, because- so I think Gabby leaked that three-hour phone call because she probably knew that it had our most of the meat and bones had already been like discovered. So she puts it out as a way to be like, yeah, I got evidence too, thinking nobody's going to come through a three-hour video, but people did and probably still didn't find nothing different. Yeah, the only thing I think that said in the three-hour call that, you know, you can kind of argue that Jesse said wrong was, she said, like, at a party, Gabby Hannah was following her around, and she told Gabby, like, if you don't leave me alone, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to knock your teeth out or something. And it's like, that's, I don't care. You know, like, Jesse's allowed to say that, I feel. I mean, at the least of what you've done <laughs> for her, I can threaten to knock some teeth loose, bitch. The least I can do. And I'm not even doing it. I'm just saying, leave me alone. And it's just so bizarre. You want an apology because your reputation's ruined on something that you caused, that you started, that you inserted yourself into. Mm-hmm. It, again, it's. N- not taking any accountability at all. So the next time Gabby was in the news when she had the whole world watching and September, 2022, which I'm surprised it's been that long already. I thought it was just a few months ago, but September, 2022, Gabby would post over 200 videos in 96 hours on TikTok. And people are worried. She's having a manic episode. Gabby has this close. She is bipolar. And some people are just there for laughs. Um, she's talking about God, who she calls daddy. She's talking about aliens, saying some racist stuff. Like, 
She says, why when black people sing praises about Jesus and then says, yes, Lord, yes, God, preach, brother, preach, sister. In an overly dramatic black church voice, that's the only way I can think to describe it. Uh Uh-huh. And says that, why are y'all so, why are we all so fucking scared of black people? Asking if they have some type of power that the white man tried to take away. Uh telling trans people that they are confused and should just learn to love themselves. The fuck is going on here? Yeah, I'm not part of either of those communities, so it's not for me to excuse her, but she was saying a bunch of off-the-wall shit, saying daddy always protects his little fucking ruby baby girl. Talking about God protects her. She also says, don't ever fucking forget it because I'm in heaven and you're still in hell. So she wasn't all there, and I did people say, man, it doesn't make you racist or transphobic. Um, I... I don't know. I'm not that agitated on it, on if it makes you say off the wall shit like that. I hear, I, I don't think so. I'm a, I'm a, here's the thing. And, and people can, and people can talk about me and that's fine. People can even educate me and I welcome it. I know many people with many a problem. I have mental illness that runs through both sides of my families both sides of my families. (laughs) Sorry. This is just the way I said it sounded weird. Um, I've interacted with these people since I was a child till now. These people who, and by these people, I'm talking about my family, these people who have these um, issues, whether it be bipolar, uh, schizophrenia, uh, manic depression. What's the other one? There's one that um, one of my cousins have, and I I can't access it right now for some reason. It's on the tip of my, I, I forgot, but all, all of the ones that they deal with, none of them have been saying like crazy, like controversial opinions. If anything, their behavior is amplified in sometimes a uh, negative way, or they're swinging through different mood swings or um, they can't solve a problem. There's an obstacle in their way and they just can't find their way through it. They're stuck, but it doesn't make them all of a sudden come out as racist or transphobic or whatever, unless they already had those thoughts. So then they're saying them, but not just out of the blue. As far as my experience with the my mother's side and my father's side, I've never seen any of my cousins, my uncles, or any of them just go out of their way to start saying controversial, nonsensical stuff that they weren't already thinking or already knew or already thought. It, it, none of that stuff was just being like implanted in their brains. That seems to be the general consensus of things that what people are saying. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so with all that going on, people are concerned. Some people think it's just for publicity. Either way, people are making, you know, calls for a welfare a welfare check. Definitely. And Gab- Gabby posts after the cops visit her that they did it because she's a colored girl in a suburban area. And she asked if they would rather the kind colored girl stay in the ghetto. Uh, Gabby is Lebanese, French, and Polish. I guess you can argue that she's a woman of color for her Lebanese part. But she is white passing. So sorry. <laughs> Not just talking about we afraid of black people. We can't. <laughs> First of all, she made. I didn't know what that switch was. You talking about church, black people in church, and then you just talking about being afraid of black people. And now you the poor little colored girl. <laughs> oh lord, it is so funny how 
y'all are colored when some shit happens. Yeah, but you, yeah. you was all on that pale skin about everything else. I ain't never seen you mention nothing about being colored before then. I don't know if people would agree with me because I don't even know if I agree with me. But when I think, I think person of color is like for all minorities and then like all people of color. But colored, I feel like is more black. Does that make sense? Does that sound up? Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat what you said. Like POC, like encompasses like you know people Mexican. of color. Yeah, but you're saying colored. Yes, if you're talking. <laughs> Culturally, uh, historically, when you say colored, 99% of people are thinking you're talking about black people. I've never heard colored um, reference to an Asian, uh, Indian, um, Mexican, yeah. a Mexican. Uh, nobody else except for black people have I ever been heard them being refer- referred as colored. Everybody has been either uh, POC or they just say they're what they are. Yeah. So you're so, right. I think that was a choice. <laughs> and I was tuned in when this was happening. And I gotta say, sometimes I'm not as good of a person that I want to be because the amount of times I have yelled, help me, like Gabby did while I'm at work, I should be ashamed. Welfare checks would happen a few times, and then Nick would show up at her door. Nick, like all of us, was tuning in, and he ended up going to her house. He asked her to use her restroom, and she lets him in. The video Nick posts, he says, can I use your restroom? And she's like, sure, and lets him in. The post of They post videos of them dancing and just walking around her house. Nick gets her to drink water because, you know, people are commenting that she has to drink water. But now people are commenting, like, Gabby, get this man out of your house. You don't know him. At the end, you see Gabby in a happy voice ask why Nick... Why did he lie about not knowing who she was? And Nick holds up a medicine bottle asking, what is this for? And she says, it's for my acne, you dumb cunt. She tells him to get the fuck out of her house, and then she yells at him to get out. Nick would go on to defend himself, saying everyone was saying to help her, and he tried. How do you feel about that? Did Nick help? By coming over and saying, what's this for? (laughs) By by coming over her, and I guess, in his mind, babysitting her and dating her to drink water and maybe no. try to get her to take her medicine. Um, you're, you're not her caretaker. People ain't gonna like this, but if you ain't gonna call the proper people, if you if you can't reach out to her family or any of her quote-unquote close friends that she might still have, then somebody needs to reach out to a hospital or y'all need to, to exit out the live. I don't know what to say. The thing is that regular people cannot be held accountable to take care of other people during whatever type of episode they're going through. If you're not qualified, you're not qualified. If you don't know the girl that well, you don't know the girl that well. And you could be doing more harm than you good because you're putting yourself in a bad situation. Call the proper authorities or leave your ass out of it is what I say personally. It's like watching it ain't going to do no good. It's just, it's just pumping her up to do it more. She's seeing she getting views. People still, still watching her. You going there obviously didn't do no good. Call the people and leave her ass alone. And he made videos while there. So oh, it's like, how concerned no. are you No, then you was there for a look. You was there for some clout. You was there to show that you was the quote unquote good guy. I'm a nice guy. I made her drink water. 
I didn't put my camera on her until at least I was there for 10 minutes. <laughs> so Dabby would post a few more videos saying someone broke into her house and crying, but then it would die down. Later, she would say she was having a manic episode and she would disappear, finally reappearing as working at the YMCA in a commercial, which for the most part, I feel like people were being generous and nice. But she doesn't seem to be done yet. On Leap Day, she released a song called Where Did I Go? And I gotta say, I do like the song, but that's where we're at with Dabby. So she has came back. Yeah, I saw that little YMCA commercial. The YMCA commercial and now new music. I didn't see the new music thing. I just saw the YMCA commercial. It was just on Leap Day. And I was being black on my last <laughs> day. That's what I was doing. So I, I'm sorry I couldn't check out the new music. It's um, not amazing, but it's an okay song. Seeing as that's like the last things that she was doing before she disappeared to reappear, I'm just like, because you know her, her uh, a couple of her people came to her defense last time we talked to her talked about her they did and i'm just like i would have understood that more with the reviews and all that if you would have ended this story with a little bit more of a more positive trajectory before she just came back with the ymca commercial and the the music it seemed like she did what all content creators do you got a bad moment so you take your ass off the internet for a while, and then you reappear saying that you're doing better and that you're leaving a clean lifestyle, like they all do. So I don't really see any any actual changed behavior. I have no reason to really think that anybody, no offense, except for her true fans, should invest in this change unless she actually looks like she's doing better and she'll change. Um, I, I hope that she does uh, feel better. I hope that she... Um, is secure and stable and that's why she came back to the internet but um as for who she is as a person i honestly never would fuck with her i'd wish her all the best but i'd never mess with her again yeah i hope she's like mentally better in a better spot but you know just worked at the ymca you don't have to make commercials and you don't have to be famous it's obviously not working for you i do think she definitely owes Justin an apology and maybe a few other people but I don't Maybe. think she'd ever do it. Yeah, start there. Start with an apology. Like, you know, we always say save your story, but I think she should give an apology. Not saying that Jesse should accept her apology, you know, that's mm-hmm. up to her. But it just publicly, I think she should reach out privately and then publicly and apologize. Yeah. Like I said, the apology or the respect should be as big and bad as the disrespect. Yeah. Um <sighs> I don't know though about this gap. I like I said, I just hope that she's doing better and that she's okay. But I I don't know. I'd be she'd be the person where every time she was near me, you see me with a side eye. Gotta watch my purse <laughs> type of thing. I, I couldn't trust her. That is true. Like you can't trust her about anything. She tells lies. She that's I've always said, I've said a million times on this podcast. I hate like if me and you were to stop being friends, I'm not going to reach out to your enemies just to get back at you. Like that is such low down dog shit. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for us, honestly, unless one of us was feeling vindictive. And I don't think in our hearts, besides being petty, I, we don't really hold that nature unless like we are literally screwed over. And I, neither one of us would screw the other one over. So like 
crazily that that would ever happen. So yeah, I just that would be crazy. But I, I yeah, some people just have different morals and values than others. Mine are the good ones. Um, but Mine that, are in between. <laughs> <laughs> that is our episode. We do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to recommend, discuss, explore, or criticize. Should you go first? Should I go first? Or should Trisha go first? Oh, Trisha. Trisha, Trisha. I'll go first real quick because you stole my moment when you canceled on me last week. I didn't cancel. What are you, you talking about? You made me about? look bad to, to the beehive. And never... <laughs> I was too busy listening to Texas Hold'em to record. Man, that's crazy. So, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Beyonce had put out these country songs, and I had told y'all that uh, I had not listened to them. And uh, I, I hadn't. In fact, it still took me another day to do that. <laughs> If you were about to say, I still have it, I was going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what's so funny? I was prepared to do a bit last week about these songs. You made me wait so long, I forgot the bit. But I feel like that was maybe a part of it. Who knows? (laughs) But um, no, I've definitely listened to them. And I just have to say, Texas Hold'em sucks (gasps) compared to 16 Carriages. Are you for real? I love both of these songs, so I'm being facetious. Okay. I I heard a swarm of bees coming. (laughs) (laughs) I love both of these songs. So, of course, everybody's talking about Texas Hold'em, so that's the one I listened to first. I listened to Texas Hold'em. I said, okay. I feel you. I like the little little breakdown in the middle. I'm cool. I'm blind dancing, too. I listened to 16 characters. I said, what the fuck are y'all even talking about here? This woman is pouring out her fucking heart. I'm sitting there teary-eyed. I love 16 Carriages so much. But also, I can relate to 16 Carriages so much, except for me and Beyonce, you know. But a bitch has been working hard. <laughs> She's been working hard for a long time, all right? Undervalued and underpaid. She said it. She said but, it. Um, Love both of the songs. Finally listened to them. So glad I listened to them. I, I am mad that it took me a long time, but I really do love them both. I cannot wait now for March because now I'm like, what's happening? And everybody's talking about who's going to be the big um, who's going to be the big feature because it's got to be one. I feel like if she's doing country, she might not have a whole bunch of features. She might not even have more than just the one, but she's got to have the one. You know. There has to be one, but someone that people are speculating on because they're taking like kind of photos that look similar is Solange. And I would love a Solange and Beyonce joint a song. Cu- a sister country song? Actually, 100%. I don't even... I was like, I feel like it's Dolly. I want it to be Dolly. I'd, I'd, I'd dive as Dolly. But well, actually, Dolly did say that she wanted Beyonce to... Read like cover Jolene and make it like Whitney made I Will Always Love You. Yeah, but so, I think that's so hard. Why are you gonna put that on Beyonce Dolly? Because she can handle it. Maybe, but I feel like Jolene is such a hard song to overcome. It is it so is. And I just I love Dolly's voice on Jolene. And I think it first of all, anybody covering Jolene sounds good because the way the, the song is wrote is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. simple, it's nice, I love it. I think it would be popular. If Beyonce covers Jolene, it will be popular, of course. But it, 
I don't think anybody can do what Whitney Houston did to I Will Always Love You. I don't think anybody else can take a cover and blow it so far out the water where you don't even know that that is somebody else's original song. That is true. So, and then thinking about that, even if she does cover it, that still doesn't count as Dolly being a uh, feature. So maybe not. So I like that idea that you just said that Salon should do that. I, because she was take a photo with a cowboy hat. It's like, okay, anyone can wear a cowboy hat. But just knowing what we know now, and they had other similar photos recently. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing if she's on there. I mean, if not that one, then she needs to be on part three. Act three. A hundred percent. They have not collaborated in so long. They need to have one. They should. Now's the time, ladies. Now's the time. I do wonder if she's going to sample more. Because I felt like I feel like Renaissance was part one, act one, was filled with so much samples in a positive way. I wonder if she's going to do that with act two. It probably I don't see just because of She's Isn't right. that the whole point of Renaissance, like you know, making a rebirth to these old songs? Yes, uh, paying tribute and uh, uplifting the people that came before us, as well as remixing it and turning it into something new for the masses. I think that it's possible that she will do some samples. I don't know if it's going to be as deep as she did with Renaissance, but to be fair, we don't have a track list. We don't have. Nothing to go off on. So I definitely think if we're just going on trends and music, she's definitely going to sample at least a few of the songs. If if memory serves us right on like just repetition and stuff on how she does things, she'll at least sample a couple. But with it being country and her never doing a country album, I just I don't know about Beyonce. She does so many different things. Who knows what she's going to do with it? You but I feel like there know. there will be a trick. Is she going to do the same thing with Renaissance where? We're going into each song seamlessly. No, uh, with with the transition just being crazy. Oh. Or is it going to be something different? Like, I for sure think there's going to be a quote-unquote trick or quote-unquote something in this album. But I I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm ready for it. I don't know if I would be more happy, excited for if she had people on there that you know, don't really do country on there with her, like, you know, giving them their time to shine, or if she had mm-hmm. country people. Or I think it's, maybe the chicks. I'd, I'd be happy with another chicks collab. Mm. Well, what do you mean by the first part, the first group? She has people on there who are not, like, people who are unknown in country or people who are unknown in the country field? Like, they're unknown in the country field. So I feel like... If Beyonce's doing this, she's going to integrate a little bit. I think she'll still have her same writers and producers with some variation because she's because contri- she's she's doing this sound. But I feel like if she's going to have collaborators, it will definitely people definitely be people in the country field. Now, will it be like the knownest known knowns? Maybe not. She could be doing a, a little bit of an unsung thing. She's getting the underappreciated, undervalued country singers who are not as known, and she might be putting the spotlight on them. I can I see could, that definitely, especially the black ones. Mm-hmm. But I don't I'm know. I'm rooting I, for everybody black. Me too, Issa. <laughs> um, but I don't know if she would do like a whole bunch. Like, I don't see her putting 
R&B or rap artists or anything else on this album. I feel like if anything, if they are, uh, if they're going to be singing with her, I think it's going to be somebody who's in country. Now, if they're writing or producing, they could be associated with R&B or rap. Because, you, you know, did. she works with The Dream a lot. Um, even on, I think it's Texas. I forget. She even worked with uh, Raphael Sadiq, who is a part of Tony, Tony, Tony. On one of those two songs, I forget if it's Texas or 16 Carriages. So those people are primarily associated with R&B, but they're not singing on the songs with her. You know, besides Solange, my dream one who used to do country would be Taylor Swift. Yeah. That would be amazing. I'm reading for the teardrops on my guitar. <laughs> Good media. I Sits and Carriages has grown on me. It did take a little bit longer for it to grow on me. But I do listen to Texas Hold'em almost daily. Yeah. Oh, and if you it need just, to do media, because uh, we, we did technically already talk about this last time. I've also been listening to Teenage Dirtbag lately more. I don't know why. I love the song. I just love the song where he uh, sings like the girl the most, but love it. By whom? Uh, Weedus. W-E. No, W-H-E-A-T-U-S. I don't think I know it. It's an old song. Old classic song. 90s, I think. Early 2090s. No, I was just a baby. Just a little baby. Okay, so I'll do Trisha's and then mine. You know, I think we said we're to do Trisha's first and then we didn't. Oh, shit, my bad. Sorry, Trisha. I always gotta <laughs> have the spotlight. It's because I'm the oldest. Okay. She wrote, Save Your Sorry Host. Just want to share my media this week. One of them is the song Left Right Go by Leia. This song was played for me by my wonderful, beautiful, amazing sister Katrina. This song is full of affirmations I need to hear 15 times a day. I'm glad she played it twice on my Alexa. Katrina has some good song choices here and there. And I did listen to the song and I did like it as well. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, let me and, tell you the story of how I, t- I played it twice real quick. Okay. She, she's low-key roasting me, but not really. We were hanging out, and she has an Alexa. And she was like, well, I was like, well, we'll play some music. So I had played a couple songs, and then I played this song. Because <laughs> I had honestly had just heard this song the day before, and I had loved it. So I, I was like, okay, I'm play it. And then she was like, why don't we, because the way her Alexa or any Alexa works, after the song is off, you have to say, well, Alexa, play. You got to keep going unless it's a playlist. So she said, why don't we do a playlist? And so uh, I did a playlist with my songs and I sent it to her. And then she played it. And then the song played again. And she said, (laughs) you played it twice? (laughs) Just her asking that. I said, oh, I guess you noticed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is weird to play it back to back. It was okay. Hold hold on, hold on. It was not back to back. It was not. There back was to a back. pause as you made your playlist, or were you playing other music? We were playing other music in between there, but then when we got to play my playlist, it was very noticeable that this song. Had How many you. songs do you think you played in between playing uh-huh. it for the second time? Yeah, a few songs, like three, at least three. Oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. <laughs> well, I really liked the song when I heard it too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good song. Um, and then she also writes, the next media is the movie Moana. I love this Disney movie and all the songs in it. This movie makes me want to know my calling because I still haven't found it yet. I agree. I haven't found mine either. 
Mm. And then, what does SN mean? SN? Side note. Oh, okay. Side note, I appreciate the hell out of you guys. You truly get me through each and every day. I don't care if I have to listen to the same episode 20 times. It's like the first time. Thank you so much, Jose and Katrina. I love you all so much. Love you, Trish. Love that. Blow those numbers up. Yes. she. she I'll be, I be getting in her car, and she already was playing it. She paused it, though. I, I, can't, I can't. I don't mind her playing it, but I know I sound crazy. So when we hang out, most of the time, we don't play it. I go through my phases if I can listen to it again or not. Like, after I edit it, sometimes I, like, for listening to them, and then sometimes, I don't know, I, I just get too much in my head. I'm like, oh, why do I sound like that? Why do I, why do I say that? Why do I stumble over that word? So it's like, it just depends on my mood if I can re-listen to it. Yeah. I th- that's also a reason why. Okay, so I only listen to it if you say, Katrina, you have to listen to the episode. Uh, or you say, or I, there's something I'm looking forward to rehearing that I didn't hear. Otherwise I don't like to listen to it because I also flub a lot. You don't know how many times I am listening to myself say the year 2000, but what comes out of my neck, my, see my name, what the fuck that was, (laughs) but what comes out of my mouth is 200 or 2004. And one time I said 204, I hate that type of shit. And it's not like. This ain't no post on Instagram where I can edit it. I it's just out there with me sounding like that, or I could tell when I was rambling because that's the problem when you're. Um, here's my problem: both when it's my episode or when I'm just the backup. When I, it's my episode, when we start talking about something, I go off script sometimes, and then I lose my point, and then I fucked up, and I gotta go back to my script. And then when I'm the backup, I don't have any notes at all. So I just be talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. That's why I'm like, oh, you listen to you listen to episodes? No, because I sound stupid. <laughs> I don't think so, but I think I do. You're great. You're an intelligent man. And don't you <laughs> let anybody tell you different, okay? You son of a bitch. I love you. Yeah. So right now I'm at the part where I'm not listening to our episodes. But hopefully I get back to liking them. Uh, that first Abby Hannah, we, <laughs> that that first Abby Hannah episode kind of like, you know, rocked me off the track because we got like three negative one star reviews. I'm like, that was like, damn, people really ride for Dabby this way. I mean, to be fair, yeah, at least we knew that she she said uh, she ain't done yet, bitch. Uh huh. I did not I know the answer still out there. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, I didn't say all that. I didn't say all that. <laughs> Because it's not like you guys are buying her music or watching her videos that much, you know. You, you said the quiet part loud. <laughs> it's just, I honestly think when we get one star reviews, people don't even listen because, for the What's most part, because we are not all. It's never. It's never a continuous stream of shitting on people unless there's a few that we did. I was about to say you're not Danny Mad- Masterson. You're not Woody Allen. You're not Remy Ma. Uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> I need to stop saying yeah after what you say. I gotta, I gotta start listening clear. Or like, cheaters, oh, cheaters. I'm not fair with. Yeah, so it's like those people. We yes, it is a little bit of a stream of shit, shit, shit. But other people, we do always look at both sides. We look at contributing factors. We look at the headspace usually that they were in or what they were dealing with. We don't just always do it, but 
So that yeah, you're right. I don't think one star reviews listen to the whole thing. But to be fair, people who leave one star reviews um, rarely do listen to all of it. They they're just pissed. Yeah, they see that we're talking shit. Or I mean, one star reviews with nothing to say. Like, but is they're they're not saying anything either. No, they say idiots. Embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Not embarrassing. Not when I'm always embarrassed. <laughs> I know. Don't call us out. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I'm embarrassed, but I want you. I don't want you to think that you made me embarrassed. I was already embarrassed. <laughs> We're embarrassed for our own reasons. Exactly. We're not embarrassed because of what you're saying. Because when I think about it, I'm like, okay, maybe we're not five. You know, we have audio issues. We talk over each other. We are on tangents. We mm-hmm. sometimes say unfunny jokes and have bad takes, whatever. But we're at least a three. We're a four. I'm not saying, a one. Thank not you, a one. bitch. Not a one. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Trisha, for your media. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. why we went on that tangent. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> love you so much. Tangents. I'll see you soon, girl. Okay. Now that so, it's your turn. My turn, and I should have one. Ooh. So I've been seeing everyone far and wide talk about this movie and shitting on it. And, you know, I love me a J-Lo movie. Mm. I... I always tune in for J-Lo. I like some of her songs. I mean, you know, it's... I have a soft spot for J-Lo, you know? Mi gente Latino. She she can't speak Spanish, and I can't either. So, <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, bond. A bond. And she's a little bit of, you know, people don't always take too kind to her. They think she's stuck up and rude, and I get that, too. I get that, too. Um, but, so, I watch the This Is Me now or this is me dot 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 now mm-hmm. tell me where it's like a long music video slash star-studded appearances like from fat joe the mother of black hollywood i always forget her name jennifer lewis jennifer lewis i always want to say lawrence i know that's not right um, that is a what <laughs> i know um post malone jay shetty kiki palmer like you know there's all these people in there and I really wanted to like it because everyone was shitting on it. But I just couldn't. And some of the songs are good. But I, I don't know what her vision was. I don't know. It lost me. I tried to find it at the end. It's kind of like semi-autobiographical. But it's like, what, what's the story you're trying to tell? You got your heart broken by Ben Affleck. Is that his name? Ben Affleck? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. You got your heart broken, and then she talks about mythology with uh, Hummingbird, and it's a lot of Zodiac. She hates Libras. I thought that was funny. Um, Like, the visuals are great, but the story is lacking to me, and I don't get it. The music, to me, kind of did all sound similar, but I do like Rebound a lot. But I don't know. It It was very disappointing to me. And I was ready to defend it. That's why I watched it, was to defend it. Man. It ended very stupid. (laughs) And Fat Joe was her therapist. I thought that was funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was... I... Here's... I... Remember when you had an argument at Old Girl's Glass Kitchen Table? Because you said J-Lo was a bad actress. Like, I ride for J-Lo. Wait, what? I had an argument with somebody at a glass table about J-Lo? Me and you. 
Me we were you. at her house and uh-huh. for some reason you were like j-lo is not a good actress i'm like what you didn't tell me that with monster-in-law you didn't tell me that with selena you didn't tell me that with lila and eve and then i started yelling at you like enough you didn't tell me about enough i mean that does sound like one of our conversations but just because you're you got a couple don't mean you're good in them and i do like those j-lo movies that you name (laughs) but it was uh, and this this is why I don't know how I feel about JLo because I like a lot of her I like a lot of her old songs. I like a lot of her old movies. I mean, the newest movie I liked from JLo is Lila and Eve. And no offense, yeah, that, that was, was mostly for Vi- Viola. Um, yeah. So it's like in the coming years, figuring finding out like kind of some of the shady stuff that J JLo was a part of, and then just kind of seeing how she is. I, I mean, I was kind of like, I didn't really care one way or the other, but it wasn't like I liked her. So when all those tweets and the promotion for, what is it? This is me now. This is now. This is me dot, dot, dot now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this is me now. Okay. When all that stuff came out, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of hating. I was confused. I wa- And the thing is, I don't even watch trailers, but my dumb ass watch that trailer and I I was say I said what am I watching and I started hating I did I, I'm not one of those open haters so I don't start bashing people on Twitter or Instagram I was just like what the fuck is this I don't know but then the day that passed, was me throughout the whole movie really so yeah. I, as the days passed people were like oh I kind of get the vision or oh this is camp or maybe this is JLo's uh lemonade and I said I don't believe any of those things, but Katrina, maybe you are just too much of a hater that you can't see the vision, honestly. So maybe you just need to stop hating and see what happens. And um, I saw what happened and I saw nobody talk about that shit. Literally, and I didn't see anybody talk about it. And so I, I, I saw everybody talk about me and Copa. That's the new bad movie people were talking about. So Which I said, one? oh, shit. Mia Culpa? Yeah, the Tyler Perry Netflix movie. Oh, I haven't heard anyone talk about that. I've heard people talk about Madam Web, and I'm so glad Whoa. people say that it's like bad acting. Like some people do say it's camp, but I just hate Dakota Johnson. And I know it's because <laughs> of the whole Alan thing. And I can't I can't change those feelings. To be fair, I kind of don't really care for Dakota Johnson anymore either, but I loved her because of the Ellen thing. Uh, I'm just kind of like over her archetype and her personality. <laughs> That's a shitty <laughs> thing to say. But sometimes you like somebody for something and then you kind of get tired of the shtick. And yeah. so I'm just like, I don't really care anymore. I like Aubrey Plaza. I'll never get tired of her shtick. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza, I feel like, is better. Some people just do it better. It's not better but i don't know it just different more also to me. yeah but uh yeah i also heard people talking about madam web but it was nothing i would ever watch so i didn't care about that discourse whereas like a, a musical is something i would more likely venture out to watch i mean just for the visuals i think it's nice but the little story between the songs it's it's just dumb so I, I saw this, uh, there was this video of J-Lo and Jennifer Lewis singing together. No. Oh. 
And somebody said, uh, Jennifer, you better be careful. She might try to steal your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's never done. Looks like down. It's crazy. She's known as the Ursula of the music industry. (laughs) She is. She is. But it's not bad. Like, J-Lo's made some missteps, but we can't act like she ain't got no hits. But I tell you, some of those things did ding her reputation. Because I used I to this, love waiting for tonight. That was my shit. <laughs> I think this dinged her reputation. Just because it's self-funded, I believe. That's what I've heard. Yeah, and nobody else was going to do it. Yeah, it's like, this is just a vanity project for you. And it's not good. Which I hate to say, because I was so ready to support it. But I think there's a documentary, too, about it. Mm. So I need to watch that. And I hope that's better. Maybe it'll make me like the movie better i want to watch it again because maybe like i didn't get it but i don't want to put myself through it again maybe but also i keep thinking like i mean j-lo is not new to vanity projects i mean when she was with ben affleck they did a whole trash ass movie together that is their love story where she turned herself into a lesbian that went straight for a motherfucker who wouldn't piss on her if she was on fire. That movie was trash. I'm sorry. Jiggly, giggly, bigly, bitchly hated it. <laughs> but I think that's our medias. I think that's oh, yeah. it's about to end it. My bad. I hate so, in love when I take your medias over. No, I love it. That's better than nothing. I'd be like, this is for all the times you cut me off in school. And the fact that you were more popular, people liked you. Now they're listening to me, Jose. They're going to listen to me. My name's going to be out there in lights. This is what's going to break us up. Oh, my gosh. It would. I'm very vain in that way. <laughs> you did say that if you're, if my name ever gets put first, you would quit. I, I would, and I hate that about myself, but I would. <laughs> oh, it's a good but... thing. I don't mind being second best. No, because we know. We know. When the comments come in, it's like, love Katrina. She's hilarious. Jose's cool, too. And I'm like, I agree. I agree. No. <laughs> You're the reason why we have people. We have fans. Don't even lie. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Look at us hyping each other up. I know, just, right? Just for the Gabby stands to <laughs> review Bobas. Yeah, I was about to say, we got to make ourselves feel good before this episode drops. Uh-huh. We know we're getting flamed. You know, I'll just send you a FaceTime of me crying. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> Like James Charles style. Oh, no. No, I mean, like, he's always crying in a Oh, okay. I don't want to do anything James Charles style. <laughs> Sorry. That sounded terrible. No. Yeah, no, not James he Charles style. He should be style. in prison. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a wonderful ride this time. Um, if you want to reach out to us, our email is saveyoursorry at gmail.com. And our Instagram is saveyoursorry. They're spelled both like the podcast. Save your sorry. It's been wonderful. Bye. See ya.